Welcome to the Bookwifery Podcast, a weekly podcast that helps you birth your book, your voice, and your audience through discernment, companionship, and guidance. I'm Christiane Squires, the founder of Bookwifery, and my mission is to help you birth books that heal the world with light. Welcome to the show. Well, hello, lovelies. I am so excited to be coming to you today with a special bonus episode yet again. I'm going to pop these into our rotation every once in a while as I come upon opportunities that just um, don't quite fit the mold of what a normal uh, normal episode would be, you know, teaching you and tending to your book pregnancy directly, um, but are just kind of special things I want to be able to share with you. So this episode qualifies. So this is episode 12, and we are doing a roundup of listener stories. And I kind of, my heart for this episode has been here since the beginning of the podcast launching. We're on episode 12 now. And way back at the beginning in the first episodes when the show launched, I shared that my desire to celebrate the launch of the podcast was going to be something that involved you as listeners. I wanted the chance to receive stories from you about how the podcast was helping you further discern your book pregnancy, further help you along in your book pregnancy. Um, Whatever that meant for you, whether it was, oh, discerning your way your way out of book, um, thinking that you might be pregnant with a book, or if it was further confirming anything for you or giving you insights you hadn't realized about the book that you're carrying inside of you. And so it has taken a couple months for me to just kind of gather up a good handful of these stories as people have been listening. I'm so grateful to the folks who submitted stories. Um that I'm going to share with you today. They've each given their permission for these stories to be shared. Um, and in some cases, just using their first name or um, to mention anonymously what they've shared. So I'm excited to share these with you today. I'm going to read each person's submission. And as I go along the way, I will offer some um, response back to each person's story and kind of what I'm noticing about what they shared or what really touched me, um, calling out things that are worth noticing in the story that we're stories that were shared. Um, And also, um, some folks submitted stories in response to specific episodes. So there will be a number of different episodes mentioned along the way as I read these things. So I'm going to link up the different episodes that are mentioned on the show notes page for this episode. So if you go to bookwifery.com slash podcast and navigate over to episode 12, you'll be able to find all the different episodes that were referenced in this episode as you're listening along in case you hear something and you're like, oh, I never heard that one. I want to I want to hear what that's about. So you'll be able to find all of those there. So with all of that intro behind us, why don't we go ahead and dive in? So our first submission today is from a gal named Jenny. She titled her submission story, High Risk Pregnancy. And this is what Jenny said. And Jenny was writing particularly in response to episode two of the podcast, which is the nine questions, nine discernment questions to help you discern if you are indeed pregnant with a book. So she wrote, through your discernment questions, my pregnancy was very confirmed, confirmed by the fact that I wept through the whole episode. I'll blame that on all the changing hormones involved in pregnancy. I just love, as a side note, I just love the way Jenny is already taking us deep, deeper into the metaphor of book pregnancy. She is just my kind of girl. I love the metaphor so much. Um, so she says, as you spoke and guided, I wrote and wept. When you asked what emotions I notice as I hold the pregnancy possibility, mine was not fear, although I'm sure that's in there. Instead, it was love. I wrote down, 
quote, something other than all these tears is really welling up in and spilling forth from me, not fear, something deep, like I have so much love welling up for what is in me and I'm overwhelmed with the possibility of meeting it in person, end quote. Jenny goes on to say, and when you asked why I want to write this book, my response was, quote, because it lives in me and I want the rest of the world to meet it. It's beautiful and tender and living, end quote. She goes on to say, I just kept crying through this whole beautiful time of discernment. Christiane, your use of the word threshold reach out, reached out and grabbed me. My concerns in book writing are numerous, but my main one involves an out-of-control feeling that stepping over this threshold is a life changer, that the trajectory of my life will change. And then, of course, you spoke to that in the very next big, big question, number five, and I cried yet again. Yes, all roads lead to this in so many ways. Through discernment, I realized that not only am I pregnant, but God has me, the mama, on bed rest right now. He's had me saying no to just about everything, which is pretty difficult for a gal like me. I can't begin to know all he's up to, but I do know in part he's currently focused on me, building me, repairing me, nourishing and restoring me. All this attention is overwhelming. As a teacher and speaker, I love to give out to others what God gives to me, but in this season, he's cutting that off. He's inviting me to store up instead, to get good and fat. I'm assuming this is a bit of a high-risk pregnancy, and I need to take care. I'm so grateful, dear bookwife, for your gentle and good guidance in helping me wake into these truths, and I'm grateful for your focus that is not only on the books we birth, but on us mamas as well. I sense we are in good and capable hands. And that is the end of Jenny's note. And what a note it is, isn't it? I was so overwhelmed by the beauty in this story. And Jenny and I have had a chance to correspond quite a bit as she's been going along in her bed rest season. And I just have always been taken by this really strong sense um, that Jenny has that God is asking her to rest. And she's very aware that she is pregnant, that there is this living entity growing in her. She already feels so much love for it. Um, She can't wait for others to meet it in person. And there's in that, I think this sense of like, um, like a desire to like keep keep this thing going and so that it can come into the world. And yet I have seen um, through what she's shared, Jenny, through what you've shared here, but also through the conversations we've shared elsewhere that you are, despite your um, eagerness to meet this loved one that is living in you and wants to come out of you, I have seen you be patient and responsive to God's invitation to rest. I have seen you receive that invitation to rest with the lavish, lavish nature that it is. Um, I also really appreciated what you shared about realizing that this yes that you're receiving to pregnancy is a game changer, a life changer, um, that it's a threshold moment, um, that the trajectory of your life will change. And yet you're also able to say that all roads have been leading to this. And so there's a sense of inevitability to this. Um, in some ways, you know, I wonder if that um, doesn't feel like everything is actually going to change, but maybe just that there is a greater sense of fullness. And um, I don't know if it's completion is the right word, but maybe wholeness to the journey that has been leading to this point. And it's like there's a readiness for it to be more fully expressed through you. 
So I loved all of your extensions of the metaphor, Jenny, to get good and fat, to be on bed rest, um, even naming that um, this is a bit of a high-risk pregnancy. And that that can happen sometimes where um, the pregnancy isn't going along kind of like just smooth as smooth as you know, stone and um, that that things come up that create a need to pet, press pause or to kind of do a jagged or jog in a different direction and or um, create kind of, um, you know, some timeline changes. And it sounds like that's what you're in right now. And I just honor you for honoring that. So thank you, Jenny, for sharing the story with us, for permitting it to be shared with the community. I'm curious how others might respond to um, what what you've shared here and how they might resonate with some of your your story. Okay, our next story is from Jessica. Jessica titled her submission, Your Podcast, Your Lighter. <laughs> I loved that. And this is what she shared. Jessica said, this podcast is so generous and the quality and the pace of content has been very helpful to me. As a side note, I was just so glad to hear that. And I'm, I'm glad that you're receiving a lot of good quality from it, Jessica. So she said, this summer, I started revisiting a memoir about my journey into farming. I had shopped around a proposal for it a while ago with no success. After your earliest episodes about different types of books, I started to realize that what I had was a couple books mashed together. Now I am teasing apart my general nonfiction book about food and place based on my life here on the farm. The memoir is still there, but it may take more time to come to fruition. I appreciate the encouragement to bring my light and message to the world and also to have the confidence to revisit and refine. So the first thing I want to mention is that Jessica is referring to episode one, where I talk about the three major categories in book publishing. We've explored the category of fiction, the category of creative nonfiction, and the category of general nonfiction. And Jessica was able to learn from that that episode one that this book that she had worked on um, previously and had even shopped around a proposal for it was actually a couple different types of books built, kind of mashed into one book. And that perhaps one reason it didn't go further than the proposal stage is because it needed to be teased out a bit more, that, that there were multiple books trying to happen at one time inside this one manuscript. And so it sounds like she's on the journey now to kind of extricate those different stories or these different these different entities and create a general nonfiction book that is about food and place based on her life on the farm. And then there's a separate book that is the memoir that may still come to life later. So Jessica, thank you for sharing this. I love this realization you had of like, I'm, I'm just I'm just imagining for you what it could have been like to, to have worked so hard on this book or this concept and this proposal and even the courageous steps that it takes to start sending it out to see if there's any interest, um, to start to realize um, kind of what might be going on with this entity that has been growing and that there might actually be multiple entities here and to now be starting the work of teasing that out and getting clear on like what what parts belong to which baby. <laughs> Um, so I think that that takes a lot. I think that all of that takes courage. And I'm wondering what it felt like for you to have that moment of recognition of like, 
oh, it might be that I'm trying to to do too much with this one project and it actually needs to be more than one project and some separate some separate things are going on here. And um, I also want to say that I am so intrigued by the, the book idea that you've shared about food and place based on your life in farming. And I'm like, this is so interesting to me. I don't know anything about that. And I find myself really intrigued to learn more and look forward um, to catching some glimpses of what that is for you as I continue to get to know you. I also really love what you said about um, how you've been gaining the confidence to revisit and refine. And so I named that a little bit as courage a minute ago, but I love that you named it as confidence, that you have a growing confidence to go back and start to revisit and refine what's there. So thanks so much for sharing this. And again, I'm looking forward to journeying with you forward and and seeing what, what happens as you go. Okay, our next entry is from someone who requested that they get they remain anonymous and I received this entry in mid-June, which at the time of this recording is about a month and a half ago. So this individual shared um I just listened to episode 0. I love your approach and really think your courses and content could really benefit my embryonic project. She said, there's just one issue I'm struggling with, and it makes me want to run far and fast in the opposite direction. The idea for my book project came to me in the wake of a miscarriage. The topic for the book is totally unrelated, and initially I offloaded my grief by thinking, now I'm birthing something new. I may not be pregnant with a baby, but I'm pregnant with a book, an idea, and a dream that I could never have come to, and which would be much more difficult to complete if I had an actual baby. That line of optimism I believe to be a merciful gift that protected me from experiencing the full weight of the loss all at once. Grief comes in layers now six months out, and I'm struggling even to type words like embryonic. Every time I think about taking another route or going it alone, I hear a small stirring in my heart urging me to move into the pain. She says in quotes that this, like as though it's the stirring is saying to her, this is a way to flip the narrative, to heal all the words that hurt like sharp pinpricks accumulating throughout my day. So Anonymous, I so appreciated your willingness to share with me this very tender story. And um, and I, you're actually not the first person who's reached out to me about this kind of coming upon this metaphor of birthing and having it be a, a bit of a, um, like, it's, it creates a bit of a confusing moment um, where kind of your personal experience with human pregnancy having been one that has included loss and grief and the need for some healing and gentleness um, to come upon this metaphor of birthing a book and to wonder if it is some way that that experience is is being presented as an invitation to you know, enter into and work with in some way that's very precious and intimate to you, given your experience with your pregnancy. And I find that, you know, my response to that is just that each person's um, way of journeying with that question is their own. This is such a discernment question. And this anonymous, you know, you and I have um, engaged about this question quite a bit over the last couple months. And, um, you know, my response to you at the very beginning was, you know, 
that I could see both sides of this, that the book could be one way of helping to heal the pain, or it could possibly produce a constant pricking of the wound as you're continuing to be reminded of words like pregnancy and birth and gestation and all the things that are were a part of your experience of pregnancy, human pregnancy. Um, and my other response was that it probably wouldn't surprise you to hear that I think this is a matter for discernment, that each woman's experience of this is her own, and that moving into a creative project with a birthing metaphor will strike different women in different ways. Um, and you know, that it sounded like you were already beginning to do some of that discernment work yourself at that time, noticing that stirring in your heart and the invitation to perhaps move into the pain. And I know you were holding the question of, does moving into the pain mean, mean moving into a book or does it mean just moving into the pain for the pain itself and the the work that's yours to do just in your own heart and body and mind? And so... Um, you have been continuing to travel with this for the last month and a half, I know, and have been continuing to work with it. And I know there's been some movement for you of late, and I'm excited about that for you. Um, but just want to offer to the rest of the listening community, um, just the, you know, the invitation to be gentle with yourself as you, if you are encountering the birthing metaphor related to a possible book in you, and it's bumping up against other realities in your life that have made the birthing metaphor really painful, um, full of difficulty and to let yourself, um, honor that and notice that and to be with the truth of that and to hold the question of whether this, this particular metaphor is helpful or possibly hurtful for you. And, um, I would never want you to feel like you have to keep injuring yourself in order to move deeper into a book project. And so it might be that if you are being invited into a book project, that working in a different space, um, separate from the birthing metaphor might be more helpful to you. Um, so, and, and the opposite can also be true that it is really helpful for you to hold the, the, notion of birthing really close in an experience where that has been, um, where loss has been. So thank you anonymous for bravely sharing, willing, bravely being willing to let your stare, your story be shared with our listening community, um, for the benefit of others who might have a similar experience. Okay. Our next submission is from listener named Sandra. Sandra's response is to two different episodes. She calls out the episode about um, identifying your ideal reader, and that's episode seven. And she also responds to the monster episode, um, which was episode 10. So she says, clarifying my ideal reader opened a huge door in my heart for writing. I found I could write my book to her, my ideal reader, straight from my heart as well as my mind. It became a personal conversation between us, almost like meeting with her on a regular basis for tea and talks. This perspective has made my writing more real and hopefully more helpful. And then she says the monsters episode was just a great comfort to know that others have these monster attacks. The discernment on the go at the end of that episode has been a gift of peace for me. Thank you, Christiane. Your book with free emails every morning are like receiving daily manna on this journey. So um, a couple notes here. Uh, first, the book with free emails every morning that Sandra is referring to are um, the emails that she gets from me because she's enrolled in one of my courses. And so 
folks that are in my courses get daily email lessons from me. And so she's saying that they feel like daily, getting daily mana on the journey, which I love that image of that. Um, But also this idea of identifying your ideal reader and talking directly to her on a regular basis for tea and talks. I just, I love the coziness of that. I love the closeness of that. And it sounds like it's created a real way for you, Sandra, to feel less stilted in your writing and less formal, almost like, you know, when you approach the page and you think I have to write now, instead, it sounds like envisioning your ideal reader makes you feel like I get to sit down with this woman that I love. Love and just talk to her. So I love that for you. And I also really love what you said about um, the great comfort that you received knowing that others have monster attacks. And um, yeah, the monster attacks is a great way to describe it. And um, we do all have them. And there is some comfort in knowing that we aren't alone in that. And that this is this is maybe just part of being human and part of moving further and further into what is ours to do. So thank you, Sandra, for those insights. All right, our next submission is from a gal named Susan. Susan titled her submission, Nudges to Keep Moving. She said, Bookwifery helps me keep in touch with my writing. I never lose sight of the goal of creating a collection of my writing that portrays the hope and the journey on a long road of healing. The podcast puts a bit more of the human touch to the dialogue on a regular basis. It makes each topic three-dimensional for me. It adds Christiane's actual voice to the conversation. So Susan, I am so glad that you feel like everything that you touch here at Bookwifery or that touches you helps keep you in touch with your writing and um, that it, it helps you never lose sight of the goal that you're working on this book that is portraying hope and the journey, the long road, the long journey toward healing. Um, and then this idea of there being a human touch uh, through the actual voice and the three-dimensionality that the podcast can give. And um, that's connected a bit to another submission I got that I'll read in a moment, but just this idea that we can take a topic and kind of look at it from a lot of different angles. I really like that about this show as well. Um, picking a topic and then for me, as I prep it, it's like I get to kind of just let my mind look at it from all the angles and notice like what's here in this topic and what would bear um, really helping us look at together. So I'm glad that 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 you're finding that helpful as well. All right. Speaking of that person who um, was talking about that three-dimensionality as well, this is a submission from a gal named Kathy. And she says, the podcasts have all been awesome. The discernment ones are among my favorites, but there has been something of value and new learning in every single one I've listened to. What impresses me most is the combination of comprehensiveness and details that are in each one. You're able to lay things out so there's a clear picture of the whole or the totality of whatever the subject matter of the podcast is. Then you systematically go through each thing that we need to be aware of. You're able to take large overarching concepts and break them down into understandable and doable pieces that are totally functional. That means that I know what's involved and have a very clear sense of how important particular things are. But even though they're big things, they don't feel overwhelming or unreachable. You present them in a way I can grasp. And I was so grateful to hear this from you, Kathy, and get this feedback on what it feels like to listen to the show, Um, that there's this sense of like, there's a big concept and we're all kind of aware of the big idea. But then there's this experience of it being broken down to in manageable chunks and um, kind of like there's some way in which it becomes more accessible to you. And I'm grateful to hear that. I've been really enjoying that aspect of this, as I just shared in response to Susan's 
Susan's story. Um, I'm just, I've been so pleasantly surprised this year, uh, just as a whole in 2018. It feels like it's been the year of me discovering another side of my own self in my work. And that is the, the side of myself that's a teacher and a communicator. 2018 has been the year when all of my courses have started coming to life and this podcast came to life. And I've discovered through writing the courses, teaching the courses, creating video lessons, and now doing the podcast episodes that, yeah, taking an idea and kind of unpacking it for a group of people so that it's understandable and relatable and accessible is really fun for me. And I'm really glad that you and others are finding some value in that. So thank you, Kathy, for letting me know. All right, we've got two more. Um, The first is from a gal named Alyssa. Alyssa says, what has helped me the most is the discernment process itself. Your voice and your words helped me really discern where my heart was and what my book was meant to accomplish. I just follow your wisdom and boom. (laughs) Oh, I just love that. Um, So what I want to draw out here, well, first of all, thank you, Alyssa, for the kind words. Um, But I was really taken by what you and Kathy both said about the discernment aspect of the episodes being what you have valued the most or found the most helpful. Um, It really was a moment when I received both of your stories of realizing, um, yeah, discernment really is kind of a unique identifier here in what we're doing, isn't it? And I love that because as you all know by now, if you've been listening to the show, discernment is like, it's one of my favorite things. It's so deep in my DNA to be thinking about and talking about and listening for. And so it just makes me feel like I want to be really intentional about the ways that I continue to incorporate discernment and what that is and what it can look like into the show and into everything that I do. So thank you for the um, naming of that, Alyssa. And um, it was it was an affirming moment for me to receive that from you. All right. Last entry is from a woman named Caroline. Caroline says, it was through the grace of you and your bookwifery method that I was able to in just the very first month of the course. She's, she's taking some courses with me. She said she was able to in just the very first month discern and then discover a clear focus for my book and launch a beautiful website and Instagram presence that supports both the premise of that book as well as my life work. I could never have imagined this would all come together. So for me, the two pillars of your teaching gifts through both your podcasts and the book Pregnancy Method come through the discernment guidance and productivity support. So she then she's now going to outline what she's received from the discernment guidance and the productivity support. Under discernment guidance, Caroline says, for several years, like 10... I'd had ideas swirling around about the book I will write, but it was the insightful noticing and heartfelt assuredness from you that my work is about much more than one book. It's about a grander scope of work, the body of work you're here to contribute to the world that brought the sudden realization that my 100 plus newspaper essays and sermons over all these years are, in all caps, the same message as my book. And so what an epiphany revelation. It is all of a piece, just as you said. And then Caroline goes on to say with productivity support, putting revelations into productive action is often a struggle for me. I tried the DIY way of writing a book and it's not for me. I need your method and your timeline and assignments to keep me on track. As an example, you didn't just give us an assignment to create a website. You created a clear step-by-step video introduction into the mechanics on how to create a website so we could be successful in achieving this goal and deadline. 
You're amazing, and this is just the first trimester. I will be forever thankful to you. Hashtag grace abounds. <laughs> Thank you so much, Caroline. It was so sweet and helpful and affirming to get your notes on this. And I really appreciated that your distillation of what's been most helpful to you is the discernment guidance, as others have mentioned, and the productivity support of actually helping you move forward on this this book that has been 10 years in the making. I mean, I have so many students in my courses that have been in a similar place of, you know, seven years, 10 years, 20 years, you know, 11 years. And it's just like working, holding this um, awareness of a book growing inside of them, wanting to be born at some point and never quite finding the way forward with it. And um, Caroline mentions how um, that she had tried the DIY approach to writing the book before and and had discovered it just wasn't for her, that she wasn't able to move forward. And what she's referring to there is, um, I believe it's episode four, where I talk about um, the four different ways you can go about writing a book and um, that there there is an approach where you can kind of DIY your way through and, um, you know, make pave the pathway pathway forward for yourself but that she's eventually come to this place now where she needs the courses because they help her with the productivity <laughs> um and i'm so glad for that but what blew me away the most caroline and what you shared is just your revelation as you named it this epiphany slash revelation that everything you have done over 100 newspaper essays and sermons all these years long have all been circling around the same message as the book that you're now looking to to birth. And I was blown away by that figure of a hundred plus essays and sermons. And I just thought what a profound moment that would be for you. Just like I mentioned with Jessica earlier of that moment of realization of like, for you, I'm thinking it almost feels like this, almost like a sonic boom, (laughs) like boom, you know, like, um, and actually Alyssa mentioned the boom moment for her as well. Um, but for you of just this resounding, truth that this one message has really been your life's work and that now you're looking to put it, put it into a concrete, you know, packaging of a book and but now you're also kind of folding in ongoing work on the the articles and the website and the blog and I know that there's a lot of pieces to this for you. So I'm just thrilled for you to have had that awareness that number 1 is what I'm thrilled about and number 2 I'm so glad that the method and the Um, process is helping you move forward in a way that you hadn't been able to do before. So those are our stories. And I think that um, I will continue to make the um, option for you to share your podcast stories with me, your book birthing and book discernment and book pregnancy stories with me. I'll continue on the show notes page going forward to include a link for you to submit any stories that you have about your book discernment and your book pregnancy. Um, So if you're going along and want to share anything like that with me, you'll always be able to find a link to share your story with me on the podcast show notes page for that particular, for for any particular episode going forward. And I think occasionally I might just fold in stories from listeners into the episodes as we move forward. So that would be really fun. 
Um, Additionally, if you have any topics that you'd like to have me cover on the show going forward, I will also include on the show notes page of every episode going forward an option for you to request a particular um, subject or submit a question that you'd like to hear answered. And I'll fold those those Q&As or um, do whole show episodes um, based on the things that are submitted for that as well. So if you want to share any of your own stories, or if you want to request a topic or a question be answered on the show in the future, you can find links to do either of those things on the show notes page for this episode or any episode going forward from here. But one last thing is just a thanks yet again to all of those who shared their stories with us today. I am so encouraged by this listening community. I'm encouraged by the movement that you're seeing in your book pregnancies and the clarity that you're receiving about how you are best um, being invited to move forward. Um, Yeah, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bookwifery Podcast. Show notes for each episode can be found at bookwifery.com slash podcast. I'd love to connect with you beyond the show. You can subscribe to my birth notes newsletter at bookwifery.com slash notes, where I share further details behind each week's episode, plus updates on all things bookwifery. My favorite place to hang out online is Instagram. You can find me at Christiane underscore bookwifery or by searching bookwifery in the explore tab. And lastly, don't you just love this music? It's called Lights Dissolve and is produced by a musician named Elliot Middleton. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>